live, we're rolling, we are on the airwaves. Welcome to another episode of The Sidelines, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Courts, I'm your host this evening with my other host, my main man. Ah, it's AP over here, Cordo. How you going, mate? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I'm coming to terms with uh, our Ace Ventura breakdown episode that a lot of people loved. Yes. I mean, yeah. we have the pleasure of recording it and also listening to some snippets when you send me once you've done the editing. Uh, so for those of you who aren't aware, I don't do anything. I'm not very skilled. So Courtney, Courtney does all the actual uh, things of the stuffs. Uh, so every now and then he sends me a, a bit of a snippet. So one thing that we I found hilarious is that um, I knew what was coming. I knew the snippets where they were going to be and I still laughed. Um, yeah. As is the power of Ace. Exactly. So um, Yes. Shout out to those of you that got in touch with us and uh, said you enjoyed it. There were a lot of people, including my mum. So my mum flat out listened. Like I think within like however, as soon as it came out, I reckon an hour and a half later, I get a message from my mum saying, "Best episode ever. Love Days Ventura. Remember you walking around the house and talking out of your ass to your father and I." <laughs> Funnily enough, also got a message from mum saying she loved the episode. So look, that's a that's a that's a big. Big shout out. Yeah, shout out to Mama Sean's in Perth. Uh, Shauna missing a, her baby boy. And as your mum... Oh, she's in <laughs> in the GV representing. Yes. All right. Well, we better get into it. Yes. So, how you been going this week? So, obviously things are still ticking over as they are. So yeah, life. I was going to pick your brain about how your different methods of uh, clearing the mind... During lockdown? Yes. How I uh, find my Zen spot? Yes, because I've been, you know, embarking on, you know, lots of looking out the window. Uh, you know, it reminds me of that gif of, uh, you know, when uh, Joey and Chandler move apart from each other and Joey buys a window with water going down it just to look out of it. Yes. It's, 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 yeah. a, it's a little like he puts it on the middle of his table. Yeah, we're a little bit like Joey and Chandler. Like most of the time we're jovial and happy, but occasionally just things get the better of us and we, you know, we're just a little grim more yeah. than usual. So, I mean, I'll precursor. There's a main reason I'm asking asking <laughs> you this is because yeah, I started doing, I've embarked on the puzzle train again. The puzzle? Yeah. The actual like thousand piece Image puzzle. Yeah, th- thousand pieces. Yeah, like not like a weird app, like those weird puzzle apps that get advertised on like YouTube and stuff, you know, and there's some old man and you've got to work out where the water flow should go through a pipe, you know, those like... I see them pop up every time. Yeah. I'm like, who's doing this uh, stuff? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I definitely don't do them and download <laughs> the apps. And then get a security alert from Google saying that there's malware <laughs> in the app that you've downloaded from Bulgaria. They they actually just have you go, oh mate, if if you want some malware, just go straight to malware app. Like <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. it just it is a little bit easier. Yeah, we'll cut the middleman out and transfer two hundred dollars to a random Bulgarian bank account. <laughs> okay, so so you're on the puzzles. Yep, love them. What kind of puzzles? Like, are we talking like landscape architecture puzzles or pop culture ones? Um, the first one's a landscape one. I yeah. think it's like the Twelve Apostles or something cool like that. Yeah. Um, real artistic. But Wait, so, current day 12 apostles, which is like three and a half apostles or original 12 apostles? No, like three. Yeah, okay. Some so, apo- so They really should name it some apostles. Yeah, and then they're really, they're covered. So if they find some more later, they're like, oh, we told you there's some apostles. Have you been to see them? 
Not recently. I, so I went a couple of years ago and I'd never seen a photo of them. I just learned about them in school. No one had told me that they'd all fallen down. <laughs> so I get there and someone's like, there's a 12 apostles. And I'm like counting like one, two, three. Where, where are the rest? Oh, they're falling down. What? <laughs> like, I was so disappointed. Yeah, they really should consider a name change. Yeah, some apostles. Yeah, I think that's not bad. It's very Australian too. For it to like be dodgy and not quite a be dodgy, but be. B, B if you just called it some apostles, yeah, a few apostles, mate, yeah, can yeah, can mate, few posses left. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. But anyway, so you know, puzzles are a weird one where puzzles are either look like they were made in the nineteen thirties, yeah, with a real hacky picture, yes, um, and you're just like, who's doing this puzzle? I've no idea why anyone's doing it. Or they're the other way where they're just factually impossible. Yeah. Like there's no, you know, there's pretty much that's the three categories. Uh, you know, normal landscapes that are good, rubbish, impossible. Yes. And or they're, or they're normal with a tinge of impossible where they're 300 bits normal and then pitch black where you just have to sit there and just rotate bits around and you're like, oh, this is so soothing. It's not soothing. It's a waste of time. It's stressful. Just just give me something. Give me something more than uh, black. Anyway, so, you know, that's, that's one path we're going down at the moment where, you know, yeah. puzzle life, like super zen. Um, yeah. But it did start, you know, I'm, I'm a great, you know, we talk about YouTube uh, deep dives. I'm, you know, you type typing in puzzles and then suddenly you're in a board game world and it's all, it's all coming together. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you're YouTubing puzzles. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. I was like, it totally defeats the purpose. If you're YouTubing someone else doing a puzzle, that's next level, like, Gen Y behavior. Is that on YouTube? I'm sure there is. There'll be some dude that's got, like, or girl that's got 50,000 subscribers, <laughs> and they just break out puzzles and do puzzles and give you a review on the puzzles. I actually had a crack at... It's meant to be a kid's one, but a Where's Wally puzzle a few weeks ago. Where's Wally is peak puzzle living. Well, uh, yeah. So I thought, okay, you're getting two for one here. I'm getting a puzzle, but then once the puzzle's completed, I'm also looking for Wally. But then as I began the puzzle, I realized, well, hang on a minute. Once I pick up the piece that's got him on it, I'll know where he is. But also, it was so difficult to do they're hard puzzles yeah because there's no distinguishable landscape half the time it's like oh wally at the beach yeah. and the beach is yellow yeah and then you're like looking for stupid shit like oh have you got like the giraffe holding a stop sign yeah oh yeah i saw that one 700 pieces ago yeah and there's twenty-seven thousand people on the beach <laughs> which is exactly what happened when we went to stage two of COVID. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Where's Wally Bondi during stage four restrictions? And it's just packed. I want that noted that that wasn't a pre-written joke. I just thought of it then. And that was really good. I could tell you, I saw your eyes light up as you were <laughs> I was saying like, it. Oh, this, is, this is my time. I was like, you definitely weren't reading off a notepad. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks. Man. That's not bad. I like that. I like that. <laughs> You're a funny guy, but that's sharp. That's yeah, a good one. Thanks. Um, the other thing that, well, I've also tried the older adult coloring books which I'll profess I had quite negative stereotypes around the type of people that do adult coloring books, but I discovered it uh, as a recommendation, as a way to just relax and unwind, get off a screen. So I was like, yep, good. Okay. I'll try it. 
with the sort of like, it's a lion and it's got, you know, 10,000 parts you can color in and just using the coloring pencils to sort of like design it yourself. I ended up doing a Chicago Bulls theme lion. <laughs> Not sorry about it at all. Ended up drawing the uh, 23 in the lion's chest. Like, good. Yeah. But put in the headphones. I loved it. And I suppose the reason we're talking about it is, you know, the reality is in lockdown. It's getting a little bit harder and harder every day to just stay positive, keep the mood up. You've got to find some new things. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, people are starting to get a, that like Groundhog Day syndrome must just be off the chain in Victoria at the moment for all of us. Oh, absolutely. But um, so we're bring so don't bash us for being nerds when we're talking about this. We're actually trying to bring this up as a. a this is for of, you. Yeah, this is for you. <laughs> this is our podcast intervention. Do you find that when you start doing the color book coloring book? So this this again, this is me to a T. I, I sort of look into something, and then again, you start researching stuff. Where you're like, oh, I got some pencils, doing a coloring book, and then the very next minute, you're on like the ultimate pencil or coloring pen website and you're like mm, do i need this 800 hundred dollar set yeah of i mean to be honest i only know faber castell uh, derwins there we go there's two yeah <laughs> i think i'm bad no, that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm tapped out of uh pencil brands that i know now okay um yep definitely out so it's like you, re- you, know, you realize your Bondi Beach joke was hilarious. You've just undone all of that hard work. Yeah, I was going to end the episode. I was literally going to wrap <laughs> it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you always, I always start looking at. I'm like, oh, you know, I need some cool pencils. Make this shit sort of happen. Yeah. Um, but look, they are very like I haven't done one in a in a while, but it is at your recommendation. I might have another crack at it. Yeah, like and even like Kmart, you can buy them at Kmart. They're like a few bucks. They sell the pencils and stuff there. Get online, order it. Trust me, it's actually good to get off the screens, get off the Netflix, get off the computer and actually just have a little time out. Chuck in your headphones, listen to some music. If you're a weird hipster, listen to an old Jack Johnson album, Bon Iver. <laughs> If you're awesome like us, chuck on some Metallica and uh, colour away. Um, Manhood intact. <laughs> <laughs> so the next bit about the puzzle thing yeah, is that it reminds me of Peak board games. Mm. I want to ask you about <laughs> how, where would you rate some of the all-time board games? Like as in what I think number one? Yeah. I mean, so this, I, I know you're trying to goad me into saying something obvious. This one's probably not as obvious, but I think it's amazing. Battleship. I love Battleship. You're putting that in a top five. Yeah, it's got, because I feel like it's just gangster enough where it's not dorky that I'm playing a board game. Is that because you cheat every time and you stack them on top of each other and then you start moving them out when the first one dies? Yeah, that and, <laughs> <laughs> that and I've mastered uh, always having my head slightly high enough where I can at least see the whole back half of your ocean. It's a classic move, that yeah. A1 row. In fact, now that you mention it, all the board games that I love, I'm now just realizing that all of them I cheat in on a regular basis. So I think I just love them because I know how to manipulate them. <laughs> so what do you got? Battleships. I'm guessing that in the other... All right. So what's what's the best, most enjoyable cheats that you get away with in a board game? Oh, I mean, Monopoly. Let's be frank. Everyone loves Monopoly. You, do you, you just love the uh, the banker. The bankers... Yeah, I can, I'm very good at double-dipping cash 
Sleight of hand. Yeah, sleight of hand stuff. So underpaying people, very good at the underpay. Yeah, that shit doesn't fly around here. I've, you know, yeah. I've been around the traps too long for that shit to fly. I have this great technique. I'll tell you, anyone that hears now, I mean, look, my mum, I think the last time our family had a big Monopoly board game, I think it sort of ended in turmoil where I probably got accused of cheating and then did the whole like, no, I'm not, like just raise the stakes of frustration or denial to get out of it. I developed this technique where from the start, I'm very honest and I always give you your cash in a stack. So I never just like hand notes separately. I always like count the stack and then put it in a neat pile and pass it to you. <laughs> that builds a trust because initially people always take the bait and they want to count it. So I do it a few times and eventually that security receptor in their brain switches off and they stop being skeptical of my dealing. By the end, if you're getting $500, I'm giving you four. I'm giving you three. Just skimming the bit at the top. Yeah. And if I'm on game, like really on point, that money's going into my kitty. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That and uh, the old hotel shift. The hotel shift. The house and hotel shift. I'm very good at going from one house to two houses or two houses to three houses without anyone noticing. <laughs> See, I got banned from playing. No one plays me in Monopoly anymore. Yeah. I got banned. No one would play against me from about the age of 14. Is that just, because you're like too just too rain manish with it? You're just too good. Yeah. Just undefeated. Legit Great. good? Yeah, legit good. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I mean, it's a game of luck. I am aware of that. It's a yeah. dice roll. But that that was that was probably the days before when people knew, you know, different stats around which ones you should own and that kind of stuff. And I had some good gut feels. I'm a nerd, so I know what I'm doing. Um <laughs> So it's like, oh, I'm not buying Pall Mall. You can't have that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's more. There's more times you go to jail and and you know all that sort of crap. Yeah. I know what's going on. The the elite move is having a separate kitty where you just start funneling your savings because if you do get jibbed and you got you owe someone an absolute bomb. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I, you you can see all my you can see all my money on the table and they're like, oh, just give us. Just Who give doesn't us. do that automatically? Some people are amateurs. I, I end up like in debt owing people all the time in that game. My cash just disappears instantly. The the one that really gets other people annoyed, which is the super, you know, it's it's that, oh, you owe me like, you know, $1,000 and that person's like bleeding, they're hemorrhaging and you're like, look, I'll make it go away if you just give me that one property and the other two or three people playing are like, if you give him that property, this shit's all over. Like yeah. you can't, you cannot give him this. He's got money coming out everywhere. If you give him this, he's just hoteling up, and we're screwed. And the person's got not. They're like, they got nothing. They can't do anything. Hand you over the property, and you're like, thanks for doing business. Like you know, I'll even give you a free run on the next property of mine that you land on. And they're like, oh, good bloke. And everyone else is like, yeah. <laughs> um, there's you could probably do some really advanced like psychology uh, research program that would really unpack. A person's personality when they play Monopoly. Monopoly is a mon- very fu game. Yeah, it's like because you don't just win. Like you, you, the winner is someone who has ground the other person into dust. I would love to know how many new relationships have resulted in a fight post a Monopoly game. You know, like playing with your new girlfriend, and just like her perception of you is you're this sort of loving, sharing person. 
but dudes are shockers for this where we just can't bury that, like that need to crush, need to win. You know, like you see the kill, you go for the kill, no matter how childish and <laughs> insignificant it is. It would be like playing Mario Kart back in the day and you had that mate that always would lose and kind of would get bored with playing after a while. You know, that friend, they get bored playing GoldenEye because they kept losing. So you let them win one or two, but then you see that kill coming and you're like, nah. Bang, pull the trigger. <laughs> like You want to humiliate. Monopoly is one of those games. You want to humiliate your opponents. And it's built that way. There's no, yeah. there's no early, I'm, I'm losing. It's like, you know, you get back here. Yeah. You pass go, you give me that $200. Yeah, and it's so, like, freaking socialist. Like, you do nothing and you earn $200. Sorry, I'm going to be a property developer and I'm taking all your cash. They've tried to change Monopoly, I think. They've tried to make it a little bit more... Um, well, new age and accessible yeah, and... Like everyone gets a property participation award. Well, I mean, I think from a marketing perspective, when Has- Hasbro and Monopoly... Yeah. Um, when they realised that they'd legitimately done every, you know, Kiss Monopoly... It might friggin- be Mattel or Hasbro, but yeah, anyway. You know, when they'd marketed Monopoly with every single type of branding that's ever existed. Yeah, like, Friends Monopoly. And freaking like, Melbourne Monopoly. Uh, yeah. They're probably, gonna say, they're probably gonna freaking a suburb like oh is Frankston like the cheap one? <laughs> it's just like, guys, we get it. You've really like taken the piss here. Yeah. Not everybody wants that many monopolies. And who wants to own like some of the dodgy train stations in Melbourne? Like you own Southern Cross Station now where if you're playing the game after 10 p.m., the game like unleashes a, a vile attack on you as you're just trying to get home from work. <laughs> uh, but that, I would say Monopoly and Trivial Pursuit, they're... Another game that I have a technique for. I don't know how you can have a technique in Trivial Pursuit. Other than being... like Trivial Pursuit's like one of the all-time greatest. I got ripped because that question for a piece of pie was ridiculous. Yeah. So... The one thing that I have in life, I don't have a lot of things in life, a lot, of, a lot of key attributes, but one thing that I back to the hilt is my memory for useless information. So I've got a sharp memory for useless information. So Trivial Pursuit, I'll get the deck and the cards and I will literally read the cards like I'm reading a novel. And the more obscure they are, the more it actually needles into my brain. So you're saying you pre-read or... Yeah. Like Rain Man's, I'm like a card counter in but, Trivial Pursuit. But you, you haven't like pre-read like half an hour before game time. No, 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 just 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 fun. just just in general. In ca- yeah, just for fun. Oh, that's just like that's just tuning up. I see it as like a samurai, like where I'm just training. That's like someone the battle. That's like someone doing the quiz in the paper, and then yeah. one of the questions happens to rock up. <laughs> Did you say tuning up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just running some reps. Yeah, exactly. Just revving the F1 team styles. We're just doing some uh, preseason testing before before the race season. But yeah, that's I, I do that. And I have remembered so many bizarre things back in the day because of that. Yeah. I think my biggest problem with Trivial Pursuit is, and it's probably games in general. Yeah. It's rules. Yeah. I think rules are that. All-time classic where you know what's when, especially for games that everybody's played for a long time. Yeah. So everyone's got a couple of takes. Like, you know, everyone sits there and goes, oh, free parking, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. There's certain different ones where suddenly that can completely change the context of the game. So some people have played it with Trivial Pursuit have weird ones where you can like, 
almost picky question for a piece of pie and this sort of stuff. Oh, what? And it's like, what What do you mean? Or And like different versions of Trivial Pursuit, which aren't... The, like, there's only one version of a Trivial Pursuit in my eyes, which is just you pick a card, it's got six different colors on it and the questions range from ludicrous to absurd to factually easy. Yes. There's always there's always one of those. If you just happen to get that color, that just just is how it is. Yeah. There's some other ones which are like, oh no, I get to pick which question out of a, an allotment. And some, if I roll, you know, if you roll the dice, if you roll a one, it's an easy question. If you roll a six and go for a piece of pie, then it's real hard. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, no, yeah, no. That's like doing Pictionary and the thing's already half drawn. Yeah. Stuff that. Um, I tell you another game. Underrated, if anyone knows it, loved it as a kid. In hindsight, a totally dysfunctional, stupid game. Test match. The cricket uh, game. Yeah, that was... Uh, it's a long time since I've played that, but I feel like that was a game I just wanted to own. It was a really good ad. Yeah. A very good ad on TV. I mean, it's technically not a board game, but it kind of is. It takes place on a board and it's a game. How would you rate Cluedo? I'm not patient enough to play it. I don't know how. I swear... I'm going to ask, ask her after this. There's only one. I don't lose many board games. I'm frigging good. My mum is elite at Cluedo. I have no idea how she does it. I've never been out like, you know, because you know how everyone sort of asks a question. It's just like, oh, you know, um, have you got a knife? And then they do that little car pass. And they, you know. Somehow it's been one turn each and mum's like, boom. It was mustard billiards uh, with that bit of rope. And you're like, there hasn't been enough questions. Like, you've been involved in one question. It's not... Po- heck. That's dodgy. But I, love I'm like, I don't know how mum cheats yet. I swear she cheats. I'm going to figure out one day. But you, know, you can't be perfect at everything. But that, you know, that one game. I used to have a friend that I'd play Guess Who with. And they never cottoned on that for year, like the amount of times we'd play it, I always made sure the window was behind me because they wore glasses. <laughs> That's a poker move. That's a classic yeah, poker move. So I could move. see the whole screen in their glasses reflection. Just enough. Do you, gang, feel like, do you feel like the old, there's like just a bunch of old school games that everybody had? Yeah, Mouse Trap. Remember that? Is that even a game or just like a way to like put stuff together? I actually, yeah, I have no, I don't even know if I ever played it properly with friends. I think we're just building the Mouse Trap thing and just trying to get the ball to fly through it. Yeah, that's all I know Mouse Trap as. Pictionary, charades, all of them. Boggle. Remember that where you like push a button and the dice are in that like chamber thing? There was a... There was Uno. Like, there was a like whole bunch of the B graders, which is like, you know, life. Um, what the hell is life? It was the game of life. And it was real rubbish because you're like... Is this, are you, is this a metaphor? No, it's seriously oh, it's a game. game. No, it's seriously a game. <laughs> I thought you were all like, life is a board game, Cordo. <laughs> Collect $200. <laughs> and then hand over 400 Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, that's a game. It was like, again, there's that sort of like B gradey, like there was the elite and then there was the B graders. Yeah. Um, you know, then you had the, the random ones like pass the pigs and I mean, Uno's elite. What the hell are these games? Pass the pigs. You ever play pass the pigs? I feel like he's making stuff up. It's a game. Did you ever play tame the tigers? Snakes and ladders. Classic. Yeah, I feel like we're just listing out. Board games. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on from board games. But uh, so the other, the other uh, clearing our mind, uh, obviously, is some people would know, play a little bit of PlayStation. But yes, Courtney and I, oh, I should say, 
the sidelines brand has grown. We have. Our business has expanded. Um, booming, some would say. We are booming. So we are now both co-owners of separate the sidelines racing F1 franchises. Yes. We'd- Same ABN. Yeah. <laughs> but different trading names. Yeah, different trading names, different co-drivers and whatnot, but still. Umbrella company. So for those who have no idea what we're talking about, which we barely do, um, recently Courtney and I both purchased F1 2020 on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, that's not a cheap plug, just telling everyone what the game is. <laughs> um, but the premise of it is you own and run an F1 team, which is fantastic because, look, the driving stuff, like I love driving. Um, I always love racing car games, but I just love owning and pretending like I own a sporting or franchise. Yes. Like running the books, cooking the books, you know, chart, you know, back when they used to do good modes in like NBA and that kind of stuff and you're charging $75 for a ticket and this sort of stuff to get you to get more money and everyone's like, oh, they can't charge that. But if you play good basketball, then they give, they, oh, all right, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So the F1 really gets into that. So in the last few days, Courtney and I have really, we're starting to change how we talk. You know, there's lots of, um, you know, have you tried adjusting your fuel mapping uh, on, I mean, if you adjust your fuel mapping to like a bit of a mixed ratio on turn six um, at Monte Carlo, you really like can shave a few seconds off. Oh, right. And everything's pace, all about pace. Yeah, all about pace, maintaining, race pace, qualifying pace. Yeah. Um, but aside from me just yakking on about how, how are you find, how's your team going? Well, I, this is where, and yeah, like you said, we're talking about ways to clear the mind. That for me is how much video games have evolved. It's insane. To your point, like the level of detail is nuts. I'm spending so much time doing everything from selecting my answers that I give to the journalists that ask me questions. Uh, like my guy's quite arrogant. Like I basically go for the thing, which is like, I'm the greatest of all time. Wait, wait sorry. I didn't hear that. Can you just say that again? <laughs> <laughs> um. The thing I'm loving about it is much like we've talked about back in the day with Yellowstone and me then getting on domain or realestate.com and instantly looking for ranches to purchase. I'm now sitting there going, at my age, could I make a run at a Formula One career? <laughs> You're sitting there going, it's so realistic. How different to the real thing can it be? Yeah, it's not that far off. I'll admit I've even, uh, like I pushed the chair really close to the TV and I'm in the sort of loungy chair, so I'm like arched back a little bit. I'm in the zone. So first question, how close are you to buying the home steering wheel? Because that's, that's a big step in this journey. I am currently watching three bids on eBay. Yes, I, I did think you You know were, me well. I did think you were doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, quite, not quite in the bite now, add to cart mode. Just, no. Just, just testing. Yeah, I'm sniffing. You know, if something falls into your lap, then what are you going to do? Yeah, the wheels are playing in the park. I'm the creep behind the bushes with binoculars. That's where I'm at in the process. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's a terrible analogy, but it my, is what it is. My, my big one is that, um, especially with it being F1, is that I go back to driving a little bit more, probably how I ride my motorbike, which is really going for some corners. Yeah. And angles and 
remembering that I don't get to change my brake calipers and brake pads <laughs> after I drive 15 minutes. It's unfortunate because I'm expecting to sort of hit every turn at pace. Are you that motorcyclist that bothers other cars or are you just so elite that you just, you're in and out? I think you can be both. Okay. The, I, cop, the, same, the cops aren't listening. I, I don't think there's any cops listening to this, but if there is. Look, I'm definitely not, the, I'm definitely not a, a world beater on a motorcycle, but yeah. um, sometimes it's good to test yourself. Bit of fear, though. Well, that's what Formula One racing is all about. It's yeah. not about how good a driver you are. It's the best ones are the ones that break that little bit later than everybody else and turn that little bit Look, I'll be fair. I'm not breaking else. that late on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's very early. Like, oh, well, I don't know what's going on over there. And then hit my apex and be like, yeah, nice and slow. <laughs> I, I would like on air... Let's lay down the challenge. If anyone else out there has the game or wants to get the game, we are putting 50 Australian dollars on the line for your team to take on the Sidelines Racing franchise in a 1v1, five laps, Melbourne GP. If anyone wants this smoke, <laughs> let us know on Instagram. We'll put a post up about this tomorrow or the day after, just telling anyone out there. So this is going to be that moment where one of our mates is going to weigh up if they want to buy the game and effectively get it for free and get good enough to win $50. That's kind of what I'm hoping for, yeah, that we lure someone in. Though the game, I think, is like $70 at Big W, so maybe we need to say $70. I don't know. This is, you just brought this up on me, but I like the idea. Yeah. It's, yeah, this, I literally just thought of this then. It's not pre-written. No. Like your Bondi, everyone at the beach joke. Oh, zingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if people want the smoke, come get it. He's feeling it. Yeah. But yes, we'll, we'll continue some loose updates on our sidelined uh, racing teams. Yes. Um, as we go on, make some moves, cut some drivers, all the fun stuff. Exactly. Well, a bit of sports. There's not a lot going on, as usual. <laughs> Some people, or actually a lot of people, we got a lot of great feedback about the Thick Boy Power Rankings. It's something that I've been harping on about for weeks. I'm not sorry about it. It's a thing. Just wanted to give a quick update that Daniel Cormier, who actually was number one on our Thick Boy Power Rankings, lost his opportunity to retire as a heavyweight world champion, a five-round decision in the UFC on Sunday. Very disappointing. He has maintained a long and illustrious career with a body that looks like basically Jared from Subway, pre-Subway. <laughs> Just want to give a quick shout-out to DC for an awesome career. He will no longer be number one on the Thick Boy Power Rankings because technically he has failed. I think there's going to be some adjustments because with some recent Instagram... I mean, it's not that recent, but we both remembered it. Yeah, we, um, um, yeah bring, really... um, the Thick Boy thing was fine to leave it, but we're only bringing it up because we got our first uh, trolling and negative abuse <laughs> online. So I love that. Yeah. Um, but there is some talk that Mike Tyson could be featuring after the fact that he just shredded up. And yeah. he's still massive. Yeah. He's very thick. And he looks like he's got the bite back. <laughs> but in other sport news, yes. So our local code, very quickly, yes. 
The old sneaking the, <laughs> the <laughs> sneaking the girl on the COVID move. The old uh, the older uh, classic sneak the misses through the golf course and over the fence trick. Elijah Taylor, Sydney Swans, busted sneaking his girlfriend through a golf course over some fences into his room during quarantine in Western Australia, while the Sydney Swans, I think that only just got there a day or two beforehand. Why did he just, again, I haven't really read this one, but why didn't you just do the normal stuff? Which is, I don't know, quarantine, like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) It seems insane. Like every week, I think we just assume this will be the last of it. And every week people fail or never cease to uh, disappoint slash shock us. But yeah, I mean, we're only talking about Elijah Taylor to bring up, uh, well, for a shameless excuse to just bash Richmond again. <laughs> and that's after Tom Lynch, who, okay, first of all, he's whacking people off the ball. He's trying to get in Sam Collins' face and scare him. It was like Kobe Bryant uh, when he was trying to throw the basketball in. Oh, my gosh, I've forgotten the guy's name. No, it was the other guy. He was throwing it in his face. Oh, yeah, it was Matt. Uh, Barnes trying to throw the ball in Kobe's face and Kobe just didn't flinch. So Sam Collins has gone up in my estimations for that where he just didn't flinch. Tom Lynch got off with a fine, but the bit I wanted to talk about, Mitch Robinson, whilst playing like Call of Duty on Twitch, (laughs) some dude (laughs) online asked him about Tom Lynch. First, he bagged him out and essentially calling him the Kevin Durant uh, of the AFL. For those that don't know, Kevin Durant was a basketball player, played for OKC, was amazing. Just lost the conference finals to the Golden State Warriors. So what did he do? Went to the Golden State Warriors in free agency in that offseason and milked his way to some championships. Tom Lynch basically did the same thing. Rolled into Richmond after a flag, 1-1. It's a great dig. Yeah, it's a great dig. He then went on to call him like a wanker. He then went on Twitter and the vision of Sam Collins not flinching. He then chirped at Lynch on that. So my question to you, as is, if you are, you've got Mitch Robinson, Tom Lynch, which would you rather be? Would you rather be successful and be a flog that no one likes? Or would you rather be maybe not successful, but you're just loved, respected, and adored? Are you saying Mitch Robinson's loved, respected, and adored? No, not really. But <laughs> he's a mechanism he, I was gonna for say, my point. Uh, because if, if you're making me choose between Tom Lynch and Mitch Robinson, I'm probably going the Tom Lynch. Brad Johnson would have been a better example. Or that, like a Lenny that, Hayes would have been a better example. I, if, not Lenny. <laughs> but Mitch is hard as nails. Like Brizzy fans love him. Carlton fans loved him when he was there. He's hard as nails. So that was my logic for using him. But yes. There's a couple of weird caveats I have around this. I yeah. find that very early on you got to decide that as a... This isn't my decision, by the way. This is just a yeah. commentary. If you're going to be that winner with zero integrity, they've basically foregone any type of staying in the game, media personality role. That's all gone. Post-career finances. Yes. Yeah. Because I just don't want that. It's just like, I can't trust this guy. Yeah, it's well, Jason Ackermanis is like a real estate agent now, I just saw. <laughs> Classic actor. Yeah. Successful wanker. Yeah. Now a real estate agent. But like, look at who they just love throwing out there for the footy it's half the St Kilda side that lost the grand finals <laughs> yeah. re-roll uh Montagna's doing media yeah uh, Del Santo yeah uh Goddard literally the entire St Kilda side yeah um Hodgie yeah Brad Johnson you know 
it's a who's who, but none of the uh, none of the main guys who've basically packed up and moved to win get that shot. Yeah. But at the same time, winners are winners. They're always going to be happy. So you'd rather be a winner who's a flog? And you really need to pick a really great example of the guy who's the perennial good guy who's beloved, but still like an elite champion. That's a good question. Who is someone that didn't quite... I mean, you'll probably hit the nail on here. Brad Johnson, like 300 yeah. plus games. Yeah, how can you not love Brad Johnson? Could barely kick over a jam tin. Yeah, always smiling. Weirdly looked 47 his whole career. Yeah. Ran like a 47-year-old his whole career. Has rosy cheeks like a weird sort of child's cabbage patch doll from the 1940s. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's a very hard one. I think I still would probably go... I'd probably go the good guy who's had like an extent, like a great career, like a richo. Yeah. Nick Rewalt. Like someone, but not just like a good career guy. Like an elite career guy. Yeah, Richo is a good example of that. Everyone loves Richo. Yeah, and I mean, the, no one's sitting... I mean, AFL and NBA are a little bit different, but in a, like I know not everyone loves the American sports, but American sports are weird where if you just don't win a championship, suddenly you shit. Yeah. It's just like you could, you could be MVP, effective Hall of Famer, but it's like, you know, Charles Barkley, it's like, I didn't win one. He's just no good. It's like, what do you mean? So Shaq is... I love Shaq. He is also a bit of a douche. Zach? Uh, Shaq let... He moved around. Yeah. He had a bad, bad chemistry with his teammates. Lazy, shit attitude. But maybe that's a bad example because Shaq's also hilarious. Yeah, he's a funny dude. He's too hard to dislike. But there, Charles Barkley's a great example. Though Charles Barkley could make a strong case. is a wanker. Yeah, but but a funny way. But again, it's probably it's unfortunate that there's two different sports where AFL probably doesn't hold that. And it's a lot of it got to do with the fact that the team sports are so big that one individual can't really they they do impact the game, but it's not held to their account that they lost. Yeah. Whereas in NBA, even in NFL, for some reason, it's just like oh, if you don't take your team to the finals, then you are shit. Yeah. So there's a lot of other things to occur for you to actually win, irrespective of whatever sport it is you happen to play. Yeah. So. That makes sense. I'd probably just take absolute elite Hall of Fame genuine career over the packed it up and moved across. Yeah. Unless somehow my wage like tenfolded. Yeah. Or unless you're talking like, and that's sports. If you're talking life, it's a little bit like, do you want to be Donald Trump president? Technically, you won. You did something that no one thought you could do. Or do you want to be Bernie Sanders, who everyone loves because you're harmless and you just try, you mean well. And, uh, but you're not a winner. I don't, I don't think anyone's picking Trump. <laughs> no. And mostly because, every, like, on the paper, if someone said, do you want to be a billionaire or a millionaire, whatever he is, and be the president, you'd all go, yeah. But knowing him, what is he going to do after the election? Because he should lose. Let's just say when his career in politics ends. Can't believe I said that sentence. How does he walk down the street? A, he doesn't. And B, there'll be some freak accident. Oh, you think he'll Epstein? He'll disappear. You can't have that kind of guy have all like the, the handbook on American secrets rolling around with a Twitter account. Yeah. I don't think anyone's even thought that far ahead of the game. 
there is a part of me that's like, if Roswell and Area 51, like if that's a thing, it's coming out. Oh, that's that was the same. I was just like, he's just be sitting there and just be in the back of him, just like, he'd be prepared to do it. Because yeah. like, what's he got to lose? He's just, just that guy. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's settled. You'd rather have the elite career be successful. Okay, it's a little bit like you, you, it's a little bit like. Do you want to be Novak Djokovic or who's a nice tennis player that hasn't won that everyone loves? Mm. Michael Chang. He won. <laughs> he won the Australian Open. Oh, there's a whole bunch of like the the whole bunch of the last like guys from the last ten years. Yeah. Can I just be Murat Taffin? <laughs> Everyone wants to be Marat Safin. Roll up to the Aussie Open final with seven or eight Russian models in your box, no coaches, nothing. With photos of you out in this at Crown Casino at like three AM the day of your final. What a legend tennis player. Yeah. Just elite. And now he's in politics. <laughs> As you do. As you do. What are you what are you going with? Who are you picking? Oh, I feel like I, you're going winner. Yeah. I'm I'm successful wanker. Yeah. Successful wanker. Classic. I might have started out good, but it would have gotten to me. Yeah, classic move. <laughs> I would be, even if I said, if I said here right now, I wanted to be the good guy that everyone's loved, no one listening or you would believe me. So there's no point me trying to sell that lie. Yeah. Just embrace it. Fair point. Yeah. At least you've owned it. Yeah. You uh, won the championship, but four of your teammates said that it were the worst days of their lives playing with you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Who? What are their names? I don't know them. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to wrap it up, but based off the success, we'll say success. It's a success. Yeah. Caused some uh, shockwaves, airwaves, bit of heat, the old uh, Ace Ventura sports movie breakdown. People are loving it. Uh, Facebook and Instagram were not loving the post that we did that had a Ace Ventura sound clip and temporarily suspended our account. <laughs> but uh, the uh, Instagram help complaints feedback form dude has assured me that it will be active again tomorrow. So that's all good. <laughs> Problem solved. But we thought doing sports movie breakdowns is one thing, but we need to raise the stakes. Yeah. So we are going to, we've decided that we're going to do five episodes, four episodes based on this, but we're going to do it eliminator styles. So you and I will put forward a selection each, each week. The audience will vote on Instagram. We'll put the post up. You get to decide which one of them we break down and which one wins. I hope that makes sense to people that will when they see Instagram. Does it make sense to you? If it doesn't make sense to you, I've explained it poorly. Yeah, well, because we talked about it before this. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how this is going to work is as you'll go first, you'll pick a sports movie. I need to counter it with another sports movie. Yes. So and the, then we put that forward. So the idea behind this is there's going to be some clear cut. So the first category is... Comedy sports movies off the back of Ace. Yes. So we're going down the same theme for now. Um, there's going to be a couple of big, uh, high-ranked teams that go early. Yes. But it is all part of the. You know, we will do what we uh, have to do to go through either one that wins. Okay. So, as what's your first selection in the sports movie draft? 
pick one. The pick one is an easy pick. Yeah. The vote is in. Uh, it is Happy Gilmore. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> ah, goodness me. All right. Okay, well, I'm going to counter Happy Gilmore with the obvious tactic. I'm going to go down to Sandlertown. Yes. Do I, how about this? Can I raise, seeing as Happy Gilmore is amazing, can I raise it to Sandler Films, like to combine powers? Yeah, that's fair. Happy, Happy Gilmore is like such a, yeah. a dominant beast. Yes, it is. Okay, so I will raise it with the Waterboy. But tack on the longest yard. The good bits are the longest yard. Yeah. Yeah, the good bits are the longest <laughs> yard. So I've got two NFL movies blending into one because it's Adam Sandler. Yep. Okay. That's a good matchup. So that's round one. Okay. Round two, I get the second pick. Yep. Yep. I'm going to select the Mighty Ducks. You do love your hockey films. Ooh, yeah. But I think this one will get you because it's a bit of a it's a bit of a niche one. So you got to try pick. You got to try fight fire with fire. Keep it in the same realm. Yeah, and that's we should clarify that it's whatever the selection is. You got to be in the wheelhouse. Otherwise, it'd be like if it was drama movies. You're doing Star Wars, and then me picking Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. So this one, um, I'm happy it's fallen to me. You know, it's great. I'm happy you took away that pick from the board. Uh, but I'm going to definitely have to go Sandlot Kids against Mighty Ducks. Oh, did not think that through. <laughs> Great selection. So I don't read, I can't, like, I want Sandlot Kids to win that one, but that's going to be real. Yeah. I, I might have to do some Trump style campaigning on Instagram with this one. Probably going to have to premise it. There might be a couple of recap minutes at the start of the, the, the episodes to talk about the other film. Yeah, well, and we did discuss whichever one doesn't get up. We'll do a little quick, like, Hall of Fame wrap at the start of each episode, so it still gets a little bit of love. All right, so as round three, you have the first pick or third pick of the draft where yep. you select. Yep, so this is just a me one. Like, I love this movie, and it's ridiculous. It doesn't have a lot of... I don't know, there's something about this movie that's ridiculous. Semi-pro. So those who haven't seen Semi Pro, go watch it. <laughs> love it, love it. Okay, Semi Pro, Will Ferrell Ball Sports. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I got it. Dodgeball, Ben Stiller. Yeah, that's a good pick. I see your goofy white <laughs> comedian, and raise you another goofy white comedian. Yeah. Dodgeball's a good pick. Yep. I kind of hope Dodgeball... Oh, I just I just want to talk about Semi-Pro. <laughs> Even five minutes is enough. And so this, this will be the last for now because we'll embark on the different categories at a later date. Okay. Last pick. Ooh, okay. So we were talking about the sidelines racing. Yep. Motorsport. Yep. Will Ferrell, Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby. I want to go fast. <laughs> so it's very fortunate that he does a lot of sport movies. I don't know why. <laughs> but I just feel like this film category is under-recognized, which is 
men's figure skating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to put Blades of Glory against that one. Ooh, I love it. I love it. This has worked out good. Sandler v. Sandler. Love it. Classic 90s Disney versus classic 90s Disney. Uh, Will Ferrell and Stiller going off against each other. So sort of your classic 2000s white guy comedy vehicle actors. And then bringing it home, Will Ferrell's (laughs) uh, sports vehicles, which are just, quote, monster movies. Yeah, and it really does help that, you know, his movies are just, you can talk about them forever. They're just, yeah, that's great. All right. I think that's pretty fair. That's good. Yep. So we'll put those ones up. We'll yep. see which one. We'll do one at a time, obviously. Yes. Otherwise, I get tired. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. That wraps up another episode here of the Sidelines Podcast. As always, we appreciate all your listens. Uh, get onto our website, thesidelines.com.au. Hit us up on Instagram, at the Sidelines Media. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you go, if you use Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate a rating and a review. If it's a five-star rating, a very positive review. Otherwise, we're good. We don't need it. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope everyone's staying safe, having fun. We appreciate it. As Accordo. Everybody stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye.